And the song in question for today is... Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. So at the end of 1979, Pink Floyd came out with their very progressive, artsy rock opera album, The Wall. And as part of it was Another Brick in the Wall. Uh, now, actually, the song is is in three parts. So the famous one that we would know and hear on radio is actually part two. And uh, the producer, Bob Ezrin, was very important in the production of this song uh, because he wanted the band to put a bit of a disco feel to it. He felt that the song could really be a big single if they put some disco beats to it. Um, but the group were very resistant. Right, so uh, David Gilmore, Roger Waters, they did not want to make singles, which is so basic, you know. However, um, they did eventually put a bit of a disco beat on it. And uh, what, ne- what happened next was uh, the producer, Bob Ezrin, thought that they should put a child's choir on it. <laughs> Again, the band were against this. They thought, no way, that sounds ridiculous. But he went ahead and got a local school choir. So Islington Green School was the name of the primary school. They practiced for about a week and then they brought them in and recorded them. And eventually when the band heard it, they were like, yeah, okay, okay, sounds pretty good, actually. Let's keep that in. Uh, the kids were not exactly paid. They were gifted with an album <laughs> from the band, and the school actually got a payment of a £1,000 at the time. So there was no, like, royalties situation. However, uh, later on, in 1996, there was a change in the rules for royalties, and actually they decided that the kids should be receiving some money. And at that time, they went through the website Friends Reunited. Do you ever remember that one? And they tried to track down as many of the kids as possible, and they started getting royalty checks. Huh? There's been a couple of versions of the song over the years. Um, Heavy New Metalers Korn did their version, and it sounds like this. I'm going to play you the original right now. It's our backtracking song of the day. Pink Floyd on 1FM at 91.3. Backtrack in. Choose one song. Take a deep look at the history of the song. Today it is... Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Released in 1995, it was the lead single for Jagged Little Pill, the album which uh, sent her into the stratosphere. Although, to be fair, it wasn't until the uh, second and third singles that the popularity really exploded. That's like ironic and hand in my pocket, right? Uh, so, uh, very popular at the time. It was nominated for three Grammys. Eventually did win for Best Rock Song and Best Female Rock Vocal Performance. It was a bit of a departure for her. For her Previously, she'd done quite poppy music, and this was the first time it was like really rock-edged, hard-edged. And, of course, the lyrics are very confrontational. They're all about an ex-boyfriend and how she's been treated badly. She has never publicly said who exactly she's talking about. But there have been some uh, speculations about some of uh, the men in her life around that time. Uh, some names like, there was a guy called Mike Peluso, 
who was an ice hockey player at that time, and also actor Matt LeBlanc from Friends. Right? There was a rumor that they were together because he had actually appeared in one of her earlier videos. Before she was really famous, she had a song called Walk Away, and he is the, the guy in the video, if you want to go and watch that one. So, uh, in modern times, there has been an inter interesting cover. Uh, it was used in Bridgerton. If you ever watched the TV show Bridgerton, it's set in, you know, classy English folk times. Um, but they do cool instrumental versions of pop songs. And so, you ought to know, in Bridgerton, sounded like this. But in the uh, original version that we know well, there's some very famous musicians playing on it. Uh, so what happened was in 1995, the producer Jimmy Boyle was working on the song. He really only had Alanis's vocals, and he had sort of a guide track for the guitar and the bass. And he brought in two famous musicians, guitarist Dave Navarro and the bassist Flea, who were both part of the Red Hot Chili Peppers at that time and played on this song. Yeah, so Dave Navarro was the guitarist at the time when the Chili Peppers had this song, Aeroplane. So they were brought in to try and put a, spy, a, bit, of, bit, of, a bit of spice into the track. And indeed they did. Uh, see if you can recognize the guitar and the bass. Here it is, our backtracking song of the day. You ought to know 1FM. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. 